0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it.
0: Uh-huh. 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 We got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. Uh-huh. Lil Wayne. Sammy, Saint to Strength me. Strike one, you by surprise. Strike two, uh-huh. right before your eyes. Uh-huh. Three. This one's to the wall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite college baseball podcast, Believe in College Baseball, with your hosts, Alan Styles and Orlando Razo. You might already know this. You might be listening to it on it right now, but you can hear us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Luminary. And while you're there, download and subscribe and rate us. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't, don't give us five stars. But at least let us know why. Orlando, the guests are in for a treat. The guest is in, the listeners, because we have no guests today. We're coming off the hip, and we're coming off hot and ready like a little Caesars pizza. You know, I'm very excited. How do you feel? have you been?
1: I've been great. I love Little Caesars. Uh, that was my hot lunch when I was in second and third grade. So I'm just really glad you brought that up, brought you know? brought back a lot of memories. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. We have no guests this week. Uh, we are sure to have a guest next week, but I like this, you know, a little me and you time, a little right. time to bounce some takes off each other.
2: Um, so let's get it going.
1: I- I'm excited.
2: That's what I, that, you know, that's what I like to hear right there. Um, so The first thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that the MAC conference decided, I think it was like eight sports are no longer going to do conference tournaments uh, for, you know, I think it was a foreseeable future. And that's a big deal. So obviously they're going to take the regular season champion and send them off to the great beyond. Um, And it's an interesting thing to think about because... This kind of starts a a snowball effect. Obviously, they're doing it because that's extra money. You know, you got to pay to put these teams up. Uh, You know, you got to pay to have the umpires. I mean, there's a lot, you know, and and we're not just talking about baseball here. And what we've also seen or what I also read, some conferences are no longer allowing all teams to make the playoffs or to make the tournament, which I think makes sense to me. Uh, I was a little salty because the last season I didn't get to go to the conference tournament while I was at Temple. And then the year after I graduated, when they went to the AAC, every team made it. And I was like, dang, that would at least be nice to, uh, to, to see what postseason play looked like. What does the Big West do? Does everybody... Make it or no?
1: No conference tournament with the Big West. So the Big West and the Pac-12 are the only schools or the only conferences that, well, I guess now a little Maxion, but the Big West and the Pac-12 are the only schools that did, don't do a conference tournament. So got it. we did not make the conference tournament. No. To answer your question, it was, uh, yeah, we, we didn't have a chance.
2: Well, there was no tournament to make. There was no
1: tournament to make, but we still technically didn't make any tournament. So right, 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 right. exactly. So <laughs> it was, it was, it was disappointing. But I that you brought up in a very, very interesting point with the money thing because schools are poised to just lose so much money because of yeah what's currently going on right now. So I actually think that that's a pretty good i like pretty good idea to cut that type of budget rather than you know maybe lay off some people or something like that that's actually a good idea to cut that budget and it's a good way you know it's it's like okay so what the last place team you know in the mid-eastern atlantic uh division doesn't make doesn't get to a chance for a regional and they never had a chance if they went to a regional they would just get waxed so I actually think that you brought up a very interesting point, And then now I'm piggybacking your very interesting point into another very interesting point okay. that that is a great thing that schools and, and conferences should look into in regards to cutting budget. And hopefully like that can maybe save one sport, you know, whether it saves like men's volleyball or, or women's swimming or something like that. Like, I think that's a really good idea.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good idea, too, because first of all, as far, as far as conference tournaments go, every team probably shouldn't make it. I mean, that's a little it's a little ridiculous to me. You know, if you are a bottom feeder the whole time, sure, there's always going to be the fringe. And you're like, we were fifth place and now they're only accepting four teams. Well, don't be fifth place. You know, that that's right. kind of where don't I'm at shy. with this. Yeah, that's where I'm at with this, because it's 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 make or break and these are the types of arguments you could run the numbers and how many teams under not in the top five in the conference uh end up winning the tournament anyway it's it's more of just a a good thing for coaches to make them feel better about their season if you were the number eight or seven seed and you beat a three seed and then lose next it's like Well, you know, our season wasn't bad. We didn't go one-two barbecue in the tournament. Like, that's all it's really there for. And it's one of those situations where even if it's double elimination, if one team has been the best team the whole time, sure, they should win. But you want to make sure that the competition is in there and anything can happen. Obviously, you should win. But in a situation like this, I'm not going to sit there and try to defend um, teams – that probably shouldn't make the conference tournament or are, like you said going to get destroyed. I'm not going to defend them thinking that they need a shot. Now I will say when it comes to just not having a tournament, that's different because now we're getting spicy when it comes to tiebreakers and things like that. So there's going to be some scorned teams and there always are. Um but we're in a position where anything is on the table in order to save these programs. So you got to do what you got to do.
1: Right. So I have, I have two things about that. Number one, the, dopey college baseball fan would say well look at fresno state you know they won the national title and they uh they won their tournament they got hot well they were also in the preseason top 25 and had a ridiculous amount of talent on that team. right they Granted, what they did was magical and it was awesome and it's also the only time that's ever happened in history right so that would be, you know, the, the argument from, from like a, you know, an old school college baseball fan that loves conference tournaments and conference tournaments are great. Like they, they're fun to watch. I like them because they're just, they're on like, and, and there's a million games and stuff right. like that. But yeah, like that, it just, it just doesn't happen. Like it's always the the elite teams that end up making it to Omaha because they have the best players. So it's, and Fresno State had some of the best players. I'm not saying they were the, they were the most talented team in the country that year. But yeah, that would be, you know, the counterpoint. The second one would be you got to, you got into tiebreakers. I mean, Friday Night Lights the movie, that's one of the most intense parts of the movie when the when it's decided by the, like the three-way coin flip. Yes, I would yes. love for a, a coin flip conference tournament. And that's
2: the type uh, of stuff that's the type of stuff where obviously you know you're in or you're out and that's the type of stuff if you put that on your college tv station or whatever people are gonna watch that people are gonna watch that because you're giving them something to care about versus oh the eight seed baseball team that we didn't know we had went in and got smacked again you know right
1: now if the WAC decided their conference by like a three-way coin flip at like a local Valero gas station that would be invite all the local news crews. That would be all, that'd be all time.
2: That would, it It would, would. you know, I think we could just, we can go very deep with this um, when it comes to what, what can be done. I think I read that there are, I want to say 300, maybe the exact number was 301 division one baseball programs right now, which I, I thought was a lot you know Mm -hmm. uh, going into 2020 it's really hard to say how many are going to be around in you know next year hopefully all of them stay
1: I don't even want to think about it but when you
2: talk about it's really just all based on college football like we've mentioned before right and it's 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 just very scary to think about I mean we're following D one baseball and the transfer portal is out of control. Like they can't, the transfer portal is like freezing, you know, like in those movies where you get right. like stuck and you're in another dimension, like that's what's going on with the transfer the portal. portal. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. You can't keep up. Um, can't get you out know, everything is just, yeah, it's just <laughs> off the walls right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be very interesting to see, but getting rid of a conference tournament, it's like this, look, you weigh your options. Either we can keep the tournament and we'll see what type of money we're able to, you know, we're able to get out of it within the next couple seasons and you never know, or we get rid of conference tournaments. And that allows us to make it uh, for the foreseeable future. So, I think it's a no brainer. If, if that's how the numbers shake out, people aren't going to be happy about it, but uh, I think it's a small price to pay in this situation.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, look at the draft, even like uh, you said, everything's crazy right now. The draft five rounds, like kids that we're going to get potentially six figures coming out, you know, coming out of college, coming out of high school, they're going to get screwed. You're going to get absolutely screwed because of this. And it's just, and it's no one's fault. It's obvious if any, it's, it's the virus's fault, but like, it's just, it's such a circus right now. Um, and, and, you know, we're, uh, trying to navigate it, you know, in any, any way, shape or form we can.
2: Right. So, um, But speaking of the draft, speaking of the draft, speaking of the draft, I, you know, we have another treat Orlando's list as we like to call it. Orlando has his top five draft picks of who he would draft. Um, Any MLB organizations listening, you need a GM. He's your guy. Uh, Orlando, give us your five. Let's break down why you chose them, what you think they could be in the big leagues. Uh, Let's just go. Let's just get after it.
1: Seriously. MLB GMs. I just drafted a a fantasy draft in in the show. I won't get into it, but my team's loaded. So just keep me on your radar. Um, But yeah, I list my top five draft prospects. I mean, I could, I could have done a first round mock draft McShay style. um, But you know, we, we know the fans, they, they want the elite of the elite. Um, So with that being said, number five, I have, and this is a guy, you know, I talked about in the preseason, I watched him since his freshman year. He actually was a two- way guy. He's been on the USA collegiate national team a bunch. Not a big guy. so I think like most mock drafts have had him <clears throat> excuse me, most mock drafts have had him anywhere from you know five all the way to fifteen okay because he is not a he's not a bigger guy. He's about you know five eleven, six foot you know, 185 pounds, but I'm sure he's, he's extremely quick twitch. And that's Max Meyer from Minnesota. Okay. Right-handed pitcher anywhere from 94 to one Oh one. And with a banger of a slider, it's swing and miss. It's probably the best slider in all of college baseball. So, okay. w- where are you at with that? Where are you out with my guy Max Meyer? And that's kind of a personal pick. That's you know, I, it hits close. Look, though.
2: man, anyone holding it down for the under six foot club, I'm always with it. So, um, you know, that sounds like a little Lincecum esque swag right. going on. You know, um, no, I don't know if Lincecum no, ever threw 101 though.
1: Yeah, no one knows. <clears throat> no one knows about his if there's any cannabis usage. So I don't know, you know, the right. Linscombe thing. So, but size-wise, pitching-wise, baseball-wise, you are absolutely right.
2: What um, what position does he play when he's not pitching? So
1: I don't know if he's – I don't think he's a two-way guy anymore, but he was a shortstop, and I think he was more of like a, like a utility. He's just an athlete. He's a great Got athlete, it. and that's what I love. I, I really like great athletes. Like, versatility is key. There's a guy on my list that's – on there because of his versatility. And that's, I think that's like the only reason that he's, you know, in the top five conversation.
2: Right. Right. Okay. Well, you know, I like it. Let's keep rolling. And are these in order? Is that your, num- that's yeah, your number? That's your number one. That's five. Pick? No, five. Oh, that's five. That's five. five. Okay. No, not
1: number one. Not number one.
2: Got it. Got it.
1: Uh, number five or four is Emerson Hancock from Georgia. Okay. So He's a bigger guy. He's more of just your prototypical, you know, six three, six four. 215 pound, you know, power arm. But the thing that I just love most about him, and I, I think he got knocked around like in one start this mm-hmm. year that kind of inflated his ERA. I mean, it was still probably under four, but he just has a super clean delivery, which just means that he's going to be very durable. Right. So he's going to his, his ceiling could be very, very high. Cause he throws cheese. Like he's going to be a top five pick. Right. So he throws gas, but his floor, I don't think, is very low. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's a pretty good chance to make the big leagues, you know, mm-hmm. a, the fact that he stays healthy. Yeah. So that's my whole thing with him. Um, but, yeah, very clean delivery. That's what I love most. Isn't it fun to watch, like, a pitcher, you know, it, I guess not be carved up by him, but a pitcher where everything just, like, kind of flows naturally?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, people like to say, oh, the herky-jerky, it throws off your timing, da 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 but as a hitter, it's also like, dude, this guy, you know, sure, it's a little herky jerky, it's a little weird, but there's something about the swag that comes with just a smooth delivery that makes you feel like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Um, and it's a little bit more intimidating than someone like tapping his foot three times, doing a bunch of weird stuff. Cause it feels like, okay, you feel like you need to do these things in order to be better versus I'm just coming with you, I'm just coming at you with a, a smooth delivery no um if ands or buts about it no tricks no you know houdini nothing like that i'm coming <laughs> right at you and hitters respect that and also kind of fear it as well it's like all right you know it ga- it gasses you up but you also know this guy is not coming to play around you know
1: right right yeah. Th- that's what,
2: how i always felt about the uh the submarine like i could probably count on i'm not gonna exaggerate probably two hands but no i definitely don't need my feet to count like the number of times and a submariner has gotten me out because like something about it just doesn't. It just is like, dude, I'm not letting this guy like coming from down here get me out. But now, granted, in the level that I played in, none of those guys are throwing above 85. That's why they're doing it. Obviously, there's guys in the bigs that are hitting 90 doing it, which is probably nasty. But for the guys that we saw, it's like, okay, we know for a fact you were you were throwing overhand and a coach event, you were getting knocked around or something and the co- or you weren't throwing hard enough. Coach is like, we got to drop you down here. And that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like the mentality. It's like, no one comes in sucks, like, Hey, <laughs> I just, I've been doing this from day one. Like, no, someone told you to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love the transition to Submariners. Cause I go all day about, you know, Young Hung Kim, Chad Bradford's, you yeah. know, some, of, some of the all time greats. Uh, right
2: now if they're great, they're great. I'm talking like,
1: you're talking you know, about the, the level sh- that I yeah think. yeah I played I played actually with a guy in high school and he was actually he was terrible overhand and he was even worse when when they tried to drop him <laughs> down so, it,
2: so like, it doesn't work
1: out for everyone for those out there if, you, if you're not very good overhand you know
2: don't just yeah think I think I had I think I had a guy that ended up getting cut but he was a lefty and they still asked him to go underhand that's when it's like come on dude yeah, I don't up. know if this is for you. <laughs> like, if it's not hang enough for you just being left-handed, hang him up, man. All right, who's next? All right,
1: All right. number three, uh, this is that versatility guy that I was talking about. This okay. guy can play anywhere up the middle. We always talk about it. That's where the draft is. It's up the middle of the field. Right. It's catchers, pitchers, shortstops, and center fielders. Mm-hmm. And, um, this guy, Austin Martin from Vanderbilt, and he's got a great swing. You know, this is, I'm just not just saying, obviously these are top 10 prospects. Um, and this guy, you know, he, he has a really good swing and he's going to get a lot bigger. I think Mm -hmm. that that's, that's one thing that, that I've noticed with him is that he is extremely athletic, but he's not, you know, big league big yet.
0: Right. Which, like,
1: the right. next guy on this list is already big league big. I don't know how much bigger he's going to get. This guy, Austin Martin, is going to get a lot bigger and stronger. And I think his power is going to begin to play up.
2: Right.
1: Now, and he can also play anywhere. He can play center field. He can play shortstop. He can play second base. He can go all over the place, which that is, I mean, that's crucial in today's game. It's happening everywhere. It's positionless basketball, it's positionless football. It's positionless baseball now. Like the right. Dodgers have have taken advantage of that fully. So that's where I have this guy. I think he's going to get even better. Like his ceiling is pretty high. Thoughts on Austin Martin?
2: Yeah, I've seen some of his highlights. He's been on uh, like the Ben Battler page, great page, or the Youth Prospects page, great page. Um, and I like what I see. He's got like – I always go back to it, but there's just a certain – swag that comes with being so fundamentally sound that it's not forced i feel like there was a time and i probably was did it as well there was a time where the swag had to be didn't feel natural with a lot of kids it's like i got on my evo shield my uh you know my ankle brace while i'm my shin brace while i'm batting even though I've never batted a ball off my shin like all this stuff to kind of gas you up and some people not to say they don't wear those things as well but when you see someone play like the swag just comes within their game and from what I've seen he looks like he's going to make it to the big leagues you know what I mean like there's some guys that's like he could we see flashes like he looks like if he continues on this path he will it's you are
1: absolutely right like there are just some people that you could take, you could watch one game. I watched one game of Austin awesome Martin. Granted, I watched more than one game of his in my four, right. but I the first game I watched like, okay, that guy's a big leaguer. Like it's mm-hmm. just, you just know the game is slower for them. Their hand eye coordination is just different than, than everyone else on the field. And exactly. so he's, he's, he's that person. You're absolutely right. Number two. And we talked about it. This guy's already big league, big, torkelson spencer torkelson he's yes. the best hitter he's the best college hitter i've ever seen uh you know buster posey with the new bats i guess okay you can't really it's hard to it's like the nba where it's like you could compare eras because wilt Chamberlain dominated all the white folks and it's like you can't really compare eras of like the lance berkmans when they were hitting right 100 home runs like this right. guy is the the wilt chamberlain of the bb core era like yeah. he is since yeah. his freshman year he has dominated and his swing is amazing so yeah. he gets a pass for playing first base
2: sure and the, the same the people the same people making that wilt chamberlain argument are the same people that say well babe ruth is still the best baseball player but right. that's right. a different that's, argument for a different yeah, day
1: well, uh, we could do a podcast <laughs> on that
2: yeah but no, Torgelson, you know he's on everybody's board. Um, like we said, it's a shame he 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 was on pace to set that ridiculous walk record. Um, yeah, you know he's getting fuck. like walked with like nobody on base or just wild like Barry Bonds type stuff. So um, who knows? This could help his case because um, because of that, it's harder to get into a rhythm if you're getting walked all the time. Um, And I think it would just help it, to be honest, because sure, some scouts probably wanted to see how he would react, but they know what they're going to get already. So I think this might be to his benefit because you're getting walked a lot. No one's throwing you strikes and then you start to expand. This year could have been a bit of a, you know, a mind game for him. And now he can kind of just chill and get drafted anyway. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And And we haven't had him on the podcast yet. We right. might, you know, it's still, it's still up for debate. Anything People are talking possible. People are talking. Yeah. But I would love to just talk with him about his approach to hitting and, and how he, you know, attacks different pitchers. I would love to hear, you know, because I think his approach is right center because he hits so many right field home runs because mm-hmm. that's like kind of how his swing is. And he's just so strong that he can get, get around on an inside pitch and pull it for a home run. So right. I think that that's what his approach is. Although, you know, like I said, he's coming on hopefully soon. So we'll get to ask him, but I, I am just so impressed by, you know, he's the, he's the best hitter in this era. Flat yeah.
2: Out. And that's the thing. It's the whole stay inside the baseball thing, right? There's right. a difference. And obviously he does that to a T. I mean, Buster Posey does the same thing. Derek Jeter does the same thing. And it's different because I don't necessarily feel like that when you talk about the oppo home runs or oppo tacos um i don't feel like that with aaron judge i feel like aaron judge has really long arms and people throw outside and he if he gets to it especially when they're at home in that little league park it goes out it goes out of the ballpark i don't think (laughs) he's just so strong you know um so i think there's a difference between staying inside the baseball and just kind of running into it i just feel like aaron judge just runs into it a lot but i don't get like with torgelson i think there's more of a purpose and i'm probably underselling aaron judge but when you're six seven and you play um in a in a high school on a high school field that's really, that's what i'm going to say
1: right yeah shout, right. shout out
2: aaron judge shout out Aaron. yeah
1: no this is the uh the bash aaron judge yeah. <laughs> p- uh, segment here <laughs> yeah. um all right so numero uno I'm a left-handed pitcher, was a left-handed pitcher. I hope
2: you weren't submarine.
1: No, no, but I was going to say, uh, like, you would have – uh i i was that guy that would like throw off timing and, and
2: do all, jerky well, do all that shit like that i mean I i'm not saying you wouldn't motion, get me out i'm not saying you wouldn't get me out my i'm talking about my mentality i felt bad doing it that's the thing <laughs> like, i felt you weren't really,
1: proud of it i was not proud of, of being that guy like it was just oh, yeah i was just not proud of doing it in the minors Man, it was <laughs> that's uh,
2: great oh so but, they asked you to do it in the minors
1: no i just did it on my own because i you knew i could get own. people out like, right, dude, right. The fucking the the quick pitch changeup, no one no one sees that coming. Right. No, no one, one sees again coming.
2: I'm just saying it and it might be it might be in a reverse of, of effect because I don't have my numbers against those guys. I'm saying right. I think I feel I felt I felt more confident. That doesn't confidence doesn't necessarily translate to production you
1: know right right well that's going to be like a new analytical thing you know how do they do against against the quick pitch like what's yeah their, right what's the scouting report but yeah no if I gave up like a bomb in the first inning doing it oh it's scrapped scrapped the right. p31 you know what I'm right, saying?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh all right <laughs> number one in the draft yes Asa I still don't even know if it's Asa or Asa, Asa I would
2: guess Asa but I have Asa no clue Asa Lacey I mean,
1: dude, that guy is – I had a baseball boner watching his game against New Mexico State. Like, it was the coolest thing ever. Number one. This is the number one thing. And this is – kids out there, fucking throw inside. Throw inside and bust some ass on the hands. Mm -hmm. Because this guy does it with absolutely no fear at all. And he has the little recoil. He's got, like, the mound presence. He's huge. He's like, he's a a solid six three, six four. Of course. And he's nasty, and he throws gas. So this guy, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. If you need pitching, like this guy is going to be a horse for you. Yeah. And his ceiling's high, his floor's low. And i like I said, he's never come on the podcast. There's even more talk that he might come on. But you know,
2: you're you're throwing a lot of uh, name drops here.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, yeah, more talk, they might come on, but he seems like an absolute bulldog as well. Like mentally, he just seems like he has it. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this guy. Like I'm a little biased because I'm a left-handed pitcher, but Mm -hmm. no, no, fuck that. Like he is legit. He's amazing.
2: Yeah, no. um, He's a beast. There's no doubt about it. I think that's a good, that's a good direction to go. And, And again, when it comes to these picks and you have to look at, longevity getting through the minors like this looks like a guy who wouldn't have to spend that much time in the minors to be com- completely honest uh he, he knows what he's doing he has that presence so it makes sense to me and obviously this is all this is a college baseball podcast but you know i i this guy would not go number one but i am just so curious to see what happens with our our boy blaze jordan
1: oh, dude. our boy I know. I know. I,
2: the I next hope, Bryce Harper,
1: dude. I hope he goes somewhere like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. uh yeah, I know. I know he's, he's on the honorable, honorable mention list. So, you know, sure. I have honorable mention Blaze Jordan, first one on the list.
2: And we're, you wondering. know, you high schoolers, you got so much life ahead of you. We don't, and we just, we don't know what they're going to be a lot of times, you know, right. we've always felt these college guys, They've been through grind. They're older. They're more mature. So, Asa Lacy, great pick. I think that we're going in the right direction. Is there any way the Giants can get them, get him? Because that would be <sighs> phenomenal.
1: Uh, don't even – I didn't even think about that. What, where are
2: the Giants picking? We need to look that up because, I mean, it has to be soon. They were awful.
1: Yeah. Uh, were they? Were they, like – Giants were bad. Yeah. Bro, they weren't like they had that one. They were like a little.
2: They were a little under. Yeah, I think they like floated with five hundred for a bit. So they weren't drastically under five hundred.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they sucked in the in the beginning. They were good in the middle, and then they sucked in the end. So let's see. The Giants they got Bochy like
2: whatever number win that he was really close to, and then they started sucking again.
1: Classic. The Padres are in the top ten again with just a staple in the top ten. Staple. Yeah, like the Kings. Giants are at 13. So I'm going to go ahead and say they have no shot at getting <laughs> Lacey, especially since you can't, like, trade up. Although maybe, who knows, with the virus, like maybe they just shake everything up and, and you can yeah. start trading back draft picks. In that case, fucking give them, like, a Rams-level price like when they got Golf. Like, right. trade away, you know, three first-rounders for this guy because he's, he's that good. He's that good.
2: Right. So, yeah, that's a great that's a great top five by you. Um, Thank you. On point, on point. And we will have to keep an eye on the draft to see how close you were. Uh, right. Really? I would say if you get three, that's impressive. Now, the right. thing is, we w- yeah, the problem is we should just do like top five picks from college. Who cares about high school? Oh, that's you what know. I was so, doing. Yeah. So, yeah, so even if, yeah, so it's your top five customers. So even if they obviously don't go one, two, three, four, five, I mean, you know, uh, Mel Kuyper and them, they don't even get that right. But if you you get like two or three, I will, uh, maybe I'll have to door dash you a drink or something because that would be impressive.
1: Well, that would be really nice of you. That would be really nice of you. I would definitely return the favor um, if you did that at some point. So, and then we could drink it together on this there you podcast. Go. There you Um, go, and tell the listeners. I wonder if they have odds on this because, Alan, have you had some trouble betting with the with the coronavirus?
2: Man, you bet I have.
1: Oh man, well, I got a great, great solution to this problem because while you're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting at BetOnline.ag. There's no NBA, no NHL, no MLB. So you might think there's nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. There's also UFC now. We we have UFC to, to bet on. I watched the fights last night. Phenomenal. I used BetOnline AG to bet on Teixeira. I bet on him. I, I, I swear I bet on him because his name was Teixeira, and I just liked Mark Teixeira, even though his recent comments were weird. But that's <clears throat> neither here nor there. But, yeah, didn't know that Teixeira was 40 years old. He ended up beating whoever uh, – what's it, the old guy that used to be with Chuck Liddell. But, anyway, you can bet on UFC now. We got Korean baseball. The yep. dinos look like the 27 Yankees. So, bet, go. hammer the dinos.
2: KBO, baby.
1: We got eSports. We got American Idol without Simon Cowell. We got Big Brother. We have the elections if you want to get really political. And there's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar poker series, so there's still fun to be had. Go to betonline.ag using the promo code mypod one hundred. Once again, that's betonline.ag using the promo code mypod one hundred. Alan, we don't argue very much on this show. We have a lot of similar feels. I feel like that's why we have great chemistry. I feel like that's why we built some great rapport. Yes. you had one of the most Asinine.
2: Oh. Tweets. Oh.
1: I I've and and Twitter. You see some pretty asinine stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's bold. <clears throat> Continue. You,
1: <laughs> you said, I'm gonna pull up the tweet and and read pull it. up. Quote read me. it live. Quote for, before,
2: do it before I delete it for the listeners. Under five likes, I typically delete. So do it Let's now see. before I delete it.
1: Let's see this. Okay. <laughs> It's a slippery. This is in regards to Armando Galarraga whining. If you remember Armando Galarraga, the the only reason anyone remembers Armando Galarraga is because he threw the quote unquote imperfect game, where Miguel Cabrera beat out uh, a ball uh, to the first baseman where he covered, and, and Jim Joyce called him safe, notoriously cried after, apologized to him. It's just a big, a big. F- emotional mess it's like call calls get missed all the time anyway your tweet was should it should the the thing that you quoted was should MLB overturn the Armando Galarraga miss call because he's whining and he wants it he wants his perfect game and you said quote it's a slippery slope but yes it should be overturned he did throw a perfect game but okay. I do think if reviews were never implemented it would be a different story
2: what, I'm going to what, give what, you a what, chance. What, yeah. What? Who wants you are going first? Or I'm going first.
1: Do, do you want to go first? Cause I, I yeah, you know, just go first. Just I'll
2: go, go first. first. I don't understand what, what the issue is. It didn't change. It changes nothing in the game besides take takes away, uh, I guess a hit that wasn't supposed to be a hit. And two if if that I ch- like altered so it it's, it becomes a snowball if you change one thing you can't change it because people were saying what well, what about the 84 world series da, 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 da. that's a world series this was a one singular game where nothing would have changed within the game besides one out and one at bat okay so there's that the second thing that I put in the tweet is it's, it's salt in the wound. The only reason he's probably bringing this up is because now we have replays. If that had happened now, he would have the perfect game. If baseball never went to replays, then I'm not making that tweet because you can't. And there probably be all the calls that have been reviewed and reversed from the time we implemented it till now never would have been changed. But you have, I mean, I, I looked it up. The guy, he was never a great pitcher. He was only in the bigs for Like five or six years, but after this whole thing in 2010, he barely lasted two more years. I mean, it It broke his career. It it ruined his career, you could argue. It ruined his career. And if a couple years later, a decade later, he wants he would like you know Jim Joyce's criteria. You want those tears to be for nothing? You know what I mean? So he tried for years. You gotta give it to him. I don't understand what the issue is. I understand. If you do this, then you got to do that. But this is different. It's a perfect game, and it wouldn't change the outcome besides one at-bat. Go. Okay. I, go. I, I actually <laughs> – that's actually two
1: pretty decent, like, good points. Like, that, that is – like, it doesn't change the outcome. You know, I agree with you there. But the only reason anyone is fucking talking about this is because – him, he's crying. He's still crying about it. It had happened so long ago. Bro, get the fuck over it. Would like, you get over I, it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, if my, it's, it's easy for you to say that. That is true. That's like he, the Mark Teixeira. Like, he probably.
2: was not a great pitcher, but he had an amazing moment, a historical moment that was taken away from him.
1: Bro, you can make the argument that he's even more famous because this is like an imperfect game like no yeah, one's talking about that somebody commented that yeah somebody Umber. commented that
2: i don't care somebody commented that on the thread oh, really? uh, and said we talk about not not my tweet on the original tweet and said we talk about this one more than we remember we remember this more than we remember the actual perfect right. games that guy could that's, that's all that I I don't the, care about that it's you could principle. parlay that into like media appearances you know you could be on the view like something like that, like that, that he could, still, he could, but he can't do it now. It's like from years ago. I, I'm just saying like the only
1: reason we're still talking about, we get it. There's a missed call.
2: Now
0: missed I, calls I
2: do happen. I do need to look All up t- why if, if baseball bros just happened to tweet it or I, th- I think he did talk. No, like a couple he did. He
1: wants MLB to rewrite history. Do you know so, who wanted to rewrite history? Who? World
2: war two. Okay. (laughs) Enough. Enough. Look, I don't, if I were him, I would have been banging down the door as soon as they implemented replays and the first call was reversed. So this is is weird timing. Maybe he thinks people don't have anything better to do. So maybe you can just slide through. I think if I'm uh, Rob Manfred, all the heat he was taking and he got off easy with this coronavirus taking over because everyone was going to be salty at him because of the Astros. No one's talking about that anymore because we don't even know if there's going to be a season. So he already got off easy. Um, if he wants to kind of scratch some backs, just throw him a perfect game. You know, here you go. Let's reverse it. If he
1: wants to get into the good graces of, of the players again. Yes, a little Actually, bit. Actually, I wouldn't,
2: wouldn't put it past him. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know. I understand get over it, but also I think it's a personality thing. Would I ever get over that? Again, if the game had stayed the same, yes, because it probably would have happened to somebody else by now. But the fact that they now have replays, it would burn my soul into eternity.
1: I I can't help but feel for his family because for the past decade – they've probably been dealing with him complaining at every restaurant at every family dinner about how he just got screwed out of this perfect game
2: you're being you're being ridiculous listen listen to me listen to me right now you can make the same way we make the argument that what the astros did affected other people's careers eras were higher because hits were hits were had that may not have been if they weren't cheating all these types of things, you could say the same. Maybe, like he got option that summer. Do you option someone that threw a perfect game? You give him a little bit more rope. You definitely give him a little bit more rope. So you, they took. Look, Jim Jones took food off of his table, off of his family's table, and Major League Baseball can write the ship whenever they want. So and no one of, would be hurt. So instead of giving him the perfect game.
1: Maybe baseball should right now just suspend Jim Joyce.
2: Yes. I might've said Jim Jones balling, Jim jo- yes, Yeah, Jim, Jim Joyce.
1: Yeah. J- Jim yes. Jones, Jim Joyce, fugazi, fugazi, whatever.
2: Yeah. Suspend so, Jim
1: Joyce. So maybe we could start that campaign.
2: You haven't convinced me of anything.
1: What do you mean? I feel like I've made exceptional arguments. Number one, who else tried if to anything- rewrite history? Number two, His family is probably so sick and tired of him complaining about how he almost threw a perfect game. Number three, I I completely agree with that take that like he's now known in infamy for something that was like a blown call. But I do see your argument in all seriousness. It's probably been eating at him for so long, but like the same thing, I guess I'm insensitive. I don't know. It's like when, when Rudy Gobert last year cried, cause he didn't make the all-star team, sure, sure. even though he probably deserved to make the all-star team. It was like, buddy, like you fucking kidding me. But I, I agree with that take that, you know, he should have the perfect game. Like he should, he should have thrown a perfect game. It would have been overturned in today's era, but the matter of the fact is, is that it just wasn't. And like, I guess my whole outlook, maybe that's just a shitty outlook on life. Is that, is that, Hey, it's whatever, fair. it just happens. You know, it just happened. And, and I, you have I get to it. it. And,
2: and, and I don't know if he was prompted. Cause I always say this whenever quotes come out and people jump on people, uh, whether it's, you know, Draymond or whoever, or even Kevin Durant, I always, you ever if you, most of the time when you follow the breadcrumbs, they got prompted into those quotes or asked about it. I I don't know if that's the case with Galarraga. I, I would guess he was doing a random interview and it came up and obviously mm-hmm. it would come up. Cause what else are you going to talk about with him? Right. Um, <laughs> because if not, right. Because if not, this is awful timing. And I mean, awful. Like the last thing uh, sure I tweeted about it because there's nothing else to talk about for sports right now, but nobody wants to hear you whine right now. You know, it might've been one thing when life was normal the last thing we want to hear about during a t- pandemic is you crying about your blown perfect game from years ago but i'm going right. to assume someone asked him about it that's that's my gut feeling he was on a, a random call you know maybe we could get H- galaraga on the line <laughs>
1: people are talking people are people, talking I,
2: been, people are talking a lot i'd like
1: to know these people uh, a lot a of, of chatter about galaraga coming on
2: you know Uh, hot takes hot takes and I I would tell him and I would like you to sit there and say hey how does your family feel that you complain every day and why are you trying to pretend like this is World War II
1: I yeah why are you trying to rewrite history why are you (laughs) trying to put yourself in in Alexander the Great's like another one they call him the great The guy destroyed like the world library of half the world like he tried to rewrite history it's like Alexander the Great, World War II, won't say, you know, who did it, but we know who, he who must not be named, and Armando Galarraga. I would gladly have him on the podcast so we can discuss and and hopefully find some common ground and maybe a solution. Maybe we can find it. Maybe he's on board with suspending Jim Joyce instead.
2: No. Give him the perfect (laughs) game.
1: You don't think so? Give him the perfect game. No.
2: No. Jim Joyce (laughs) cried. It was the first time I saw someone with a – handlebar mustache cry that is uh, true
1: yeah like
2: yeah. no
1: that's a great point i have never never ever i think you've said that before right I have you said, said that on that. the po- on podcast that on that. yeah
2: First, maybe we can get jim joyce on the, on the pod we'll dude, get them both we'll get them both who's, we'll hash it who's out who's more tired who's more like jim joyce probably i mean the fact that yeah you just continue with your with your career but i mean it would be such. I can't even compare it to the like thing is life. Like Jim Joyce is known as like a
1: great umpire, like by the by all means, like he's known right. as one of the better umpires, and he's just known forever as the guy that fucked up the perfect game.
2: Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Hey, is that all we got? I think that's all we got. A nice that was healthy, a nice crisp, refreshing conversation for the listeners. Um, but thank you everyone for tuning in as always. And let us know who's right on this. If you don't know where to hit us up on social media, we're going to tell you right now. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore stylesfiles, styles with an I. And I am.
1: o Razo, just Oh, Razo one Z. I always get asked if there's two Z's in my name. I just started getting asked that like, you know, a few months ago. That's and random. Yeah, it's weird. So it's one Z O Razo.
2: Pretty simple. There you go. And if you want to advertise with us, please contact Believe at Believe.com. That dot com. Next Thanks week, we'll have, we'll have a guest. We'll uh, have a guest. According to Orlando, we might have Bryce Harper on, on, Uh, next week. We don't know, you know, the sky's the limit, but thank you everybody for tuning in. And until next time, be safe out there. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Strength and honor.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather emergency or time of day,